Experience a full mind, body, and spirit approach to living your best life. Learn how to achieve optimal health, wealth, and happiness. This is your journey to wellness and abundance. You are listening to Mind Over Matters with your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon of the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon. As you know, I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. I'm also a certified wellness instructor, best-selling author, master coach, and speaker. Hey, the purpose of the show is to get you thinking about how powerful your mind is and what you can do right now to create a life by design, a life on purpose and with passion and positive results. So taking a holistic view of your life, looking at those areas where you can you know, make some improvements, maybe increase your level of day-to-day happiness, maybe improve the, the health of your relationships, maybe improve your financial health. That's the goal of the show is really to empower you and educate you. So I appreciate uh, all the support. Certainly, if you have any questions or comments, you can always send me an email. But I want to just, you know, set you up for a really, really great show. And so today, I want to start by asking, do you consider yourself to be someone who's resilient? You know, and what does that even mean? Well, the Oxford Dictionary defines resilience as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. Interesting to note that the Merriam-Webster defines it as the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress. Yet, everydayhealth.com defines resilience as, quote, the ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from difficult life events, end quote. Hey, the truth is, we've all experienced trauma and adversity. It's just a part of the human condition. But how we deal with it determines if we're able to overcome or if we're going to succumb to the trauma and adversity. So in reviewing the work of certified strength and conditioning specialist Andrew Heffernan, I'll share with you how exercise can help build a body and mind that can go with the flow and even come back stronger after stress, both physically as well as mentally. I'll also share with you you know, some of the best non-exercise skills and characteristics identified to build a resilient mind and spirit. So welcome to Keys to Building a Resilient Body and Mind. Let's dive in first, reviewing this article by Andrew Heffernan. So I think we can all agree that physical fitness and exercise helps us to build a healthy mind and body. But how does it help us to build resiliency? So Andrew starts by saying, the most memorable moment of the Tokyo Olympics may have been a star athlete's decision to withdraw from competition. When Simone Biles then returned to win the bronze on the beam, news coverage centered on one word, resilience. Simone Biles gives lessons in resilience, proclaimed one headline. Quote, resilience is the most important trait of a champion, read another. Winning medals is well and good, but resilience? That's the hallmark of the grit, strength, and seriousness of purpose that transcends sport and time. Take, for example, Naomi Osaka, returning to tennis after stepping away to prioritize her mental health. Or Michael Phelps and Kevin Love fighting their way back from depression. Here's one for you. How about Billie Jean King standing up to unequal treatment of female athletes? By the way, if you've not read her book, you absolutely have to read the Billie Jean King book. Talk about the epitome of resilience. I was blown away. Anyway, Andrew goes on to say Muhammad Ali rebounding after banishment from boxing, Tom Brady silencing the naysayers again and again and again. And I'm just going to say, as an aside, I wasn't a Tom Brady fan until, I don't know, maybe four years ago when I truly started to understand his athleticism, his mindset, and his resilience. So um, Andrew in the article goes on to say, in these athletes' stories and in everyday efforts of people who overcome adversity, we can see a trait to which we can all relate and aspire. Resilience is the ability to recover from stress quickly and efficiently, and secondly, to have a higher threshold for stress so you can successfully deal with a lot more, says Jenny Evans, author of The Resiliency Revolution. Let me just pause here and say, stress is never going away. You've heard me say that time and time again on other shows. You know, it goes away when we die. We've got mental stress, emotional stress, social stress, cultural stress, financial stress, right, physical, chemical stress. 
our challenge is to get really, really good at adapting to it so that it doesn't have the deleterious effects that it so often does, whether that's a mental health effect, whether that's you know, a social impact, whether it's a physical health effect. And let's face it, if we're not really adept or can successfully adapt to stress, it is going to take its toll. So resiliency then is really a key part of successfully managing stress. The author goes on to say, resilience isn't reserved for a select few who naturally adapt well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or other significant sources of stress. Everyone can become more resilient to stress of all kinds, and I absolutely agree. It's about building a mindset and a skill set. Okay. Let me just repeat that. Resilience is the ability to recover from stress quickly and efficiently, and secondly, to have a higher threshold for stress so you can successfully deal with a lot more. Okay. The author goes on to say, that's because this remarkable capacity is trainable. You can learn not only to survive and manage stress, but also to grow and improve in response to it, right? You might want to call it building character. Certainly in today's show, we're referring to it as resilience or resiliency. Uh, you might refer to it as mastery. However you want to define it, it's an essential skill to live a healthy life. The author goes on to say, quote, it's not a personality flaw to feel really stressed or feel like you're not very resilient, says Jennifer Evans. That's not a personal shortcoming. That's 100% straight up chemistry and biology, and that's what your brain and body are hardwired to do. In a way, she says, if you're struggling with stress, good, means your brain's actually doing its job. Now let's find a way for you to handle it before the physiological stress response gets triggered, end quote. She says, it's a common misconception that resilient people are unbreakable. And in that regard, quote, Tupperware is resilient. Drop it on the floor, it's not going to break, says human performance expert Mike Nelson, PhD. Human resilience, however, looks different. Quote, end quote, breaking is inevitable, a guaranteed part of being alive. But the physical and psychological effects of acute and chronic stress don't have to mean indefinite suffering. Quote, it's possible to get stronger, to learn, and to grow from the experience, says Nelson. Authors Evan, Nelson, and other experts agree that one of the best ways to build resilience in all of its forms is through the body. It plays a key role in absorbing, processing, remembering, holding, and releasing stress. For example, if you've ever used a run, a yoga session, dancing, or even blowing raspberries with your mouth to shake off a tough day, or a stressful event, you've experienced how physical activity can reduce your stress level. A longer-term example might involve following a strength-building routine. Stick with it and your muscles will strengthen. Over time, this allows you to lift more weight without injury. And successfully enduring one type of physical stress may make you better than enduring another, says author Nelson. For example, he notes, cold water immersion may allow you to perform better with exhaustive exercise, end quote. Okay, so here's the thing that you're already hearing from a lot of experts uh, that the author cites is that resiliency isn't something people are born with. And when you, you know, identify people that you respect and admire and aspire to be like, you know, it's easy to assume that they don't have any problems, that maybe they were just born with a silver spoon in their mouth or, you know, nothing affects them. But the truth is that couldn't be farther from the truth. Because everybody has a breaking point, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. But it's what we choose to do with that experience, how we choose to interpret it, what choices we make to deal with it, that defines if we're going to master the experience, or as I said in the opener, succumb to the experience. So I want you to continue to tune in, because not only are we going to be talking about movement for blind and body to create resiliency, but we're also going to talk about building your mental mastery. You're listening to Mind Over Matter. So I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Newon. We'll be right back. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damaged tissue, restoring normal function. The procedures were easy, comfortable, and left me feeling pain-free. I can dance, run, and jump again if I want to. Three decades of pain in my back and neck injuries I suffered in active duty. The doctor has me nearly 100% pain-free now, and I never thought that was possible. Trust the thousands who got their life back. 
book an appointment today. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Newon. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I appreciate you tuning in. Hey, if you've missed any of the show, you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check us out online at www.thecifhw.com. You can certainly follow us on Facebook. We repost the shows there as well. It's facebook.com forward slash thecifhw. Also want to invite you to check out our weekday Facebook lives. Um, right now, I'm in the middle of my 90-day transformation challenge. So today is day 40. So just about at the halfway point, I'm giving updates on that, along with tips and tricks and strategies to uh, achieve a level of resiliency and mental toughness. Also want to invite you to check out our Thursday wellness webinars. It's every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central on Facebook. Uh, whether we're talking about building resiliency from physical stress or overcoming an autoimmune condition, or recovering from dementia or depression. We've got skills, strategies for you, real-life practical ways that you can reestablish a healthy mind and body. So be sure to tune in to our Thursday wellness webinars. So today, though, we're talking about keys to building a resilient mind and body. I'm featuring an article by um, conditioning specialist Andrew Heffernan on the value of physical exercise in building mental and emotional and physical resilience. But I'm also going to be sharing with you other ways from other experts to build mental and emotional resilience as well. So want to make sure that you realize that resilience isn't something that people are born with. It's a skill set that you can develop just like a muscle. So if you've been struggling, you know, definitely take heart because there are ways you can not only overcome it, but learn to use it to your advantage and increase your level of resiliency. So let's get back to the article. So we're talking about the effects of physical movement on building mental and emotional and physical resiliency. The author says physical training builds more than just physical resilience. Thanks to a phenomenon known as cross adaptation, resilience in one context can actually transfer to another, kind of like building confidence, right? The author says, in the psychologist model, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual resilience form overlapping circles in a four-way Venn diagram, each with the capacity to enhance or undermine another. Physical and psychological resilience are symbiotic. Increase your capacity to resist or recover from physical injury, and you'll likely beef up some forms of psychological resilience as well. So, what does training for resilience look like? In short, you need to get a little bit uncomfortable. And, and I'm just going to interject there. You have to get uncomfortable. Anything worthy of you, truly worthy of you, should scare and excite you. should scare you because, hey, you are going to have to get uncomfortable, but it should excite you because of the possibilities for what you're going to achieve. Okay? Quote, humans evolved in high contrast environments, says ancestral health expert Frank Fortinich author of Beware False Tigers and the Sapiens Curriculum, early humans dealt with all sorts of hazards and threats. Quote, modern life is totally out of sync with these cycles, he explains. Instead of being adaptable, poised to thrive in a variety of environments, we've become overly adapted, capable of performing only a narrow set of tasks in specific and controlled settings. 
I know you're thinking, what the heck does that mean? Well, he says, the sameness may be harming for us. Foreign rich and other ancestral researchers believe that the loss of variety in our lives has eroded our resilience, leaving us more vulnerable to disease, including depression and anxiety. Part of the remedy then lies in increasing our exposure to a broader range of stimulation and temporary physical discomfort through intentional exercise and recovery habits. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Most days when I'm working out, I'm up at 5. And believe me, I'm tired <laughs> by mid-morning. Not going to lie. But it is one of the best ways to create a successful day. And not that I'm encouraging you to get up at 5 a.m. to work out at 6 or 6.15, not at all. But I am going to encourage you to get uncomfortable and move your body because the payoffs come after the pain, right? So you're going to have to get uncomfortable, right? Quote, our adaptability is a big part of what makes us human, end quote. It's allowed us to survive and make good in all kinds of environment all around the world. So by embracing our adaptability and training for resilience, then, we're effectively training ourselves to be more robust and functional humans. Resilience training is a big ask. It suggests pushing your physical limits in some way almost daily. You could sum it up in one phrase, do the stuff you don't feel like doing. I'm going to just pause there in the article and say, <laughs> I was heading into the, uh, to, to the gym, I think it was Tuesday morning, and neither myself nor my wife were, were wanting to go. But we had signed up. We made a commitment, so we want to honor that. Plus, if we don't, we get charged, right? So there's that financial incentive. But I was reminding myself, and then I reminded us both out loud uh, of a quote, do the thing, and you get the energy to do the thing. Right. So the author is saying, do the stuff you don't feel like doing. And I'm here to remind you, when you do the thing, you get the energy to do the thing. Just saying. All right. So the article uh, and the author says, you know, do the stuff you don't feel like doing. That probably doesn't sound like much fun, but that's exactly the point. If our attachment to creature comforts has done a number up on our resilience, it makes sense that the way back is to occasionally detach deliberately from them, right? Getting out of your comfort zone. And here's the thing. None of us are ever, 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 ever going to grow if we don't stretch and get out of our comfort zone. It's kind of like a rubber band. You have to stretch the rubber band in order to grow. And sometimes, frankly, it's uncomfortable. And sometimes, honestly, it sucks. But you have to. The only way to grow is to get out of your comfort zone. The author goes on to say, the way out may not be easy, but in principle, it's fairly simple. Practice doing hard stuff. So the author asks, are you ready to get uncomfortable? Because there's some ideas that can help you get started. Remember I said that when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about movement for mind and body. Well, that's what the author is asking us to do. Uh, again, Andrew Heffernan, certified strength and conditioning uh, specialist, is talking about resiliency for your body and mind. So there are some, some exercises that he talks about. He says, exercise is probably the most widely practiced strategy for boosting physical resilience. You know, and I'm just going to pause there and say, how many of us have experienced how proud we are after we complete a workout, whether it's one minute, five minutes, 45 minutes, or 90 minutes? And not that you have to work out for 90 minutes. I'm not suggesting that. But when we move our body, when we do something that gets us uncomfortable and, and we follow through, don't you really feel good about it? You know, even the sore that, you know, maybe your muscles experience a day or two later, I refer to that as the good sore because the sore came because you know you did something good for yourself. So not only is it benefiting your body, but you feel really proud of yourself. So there's emotional resiliency, psychological confidence that are, that's growing, you know, right there. So the author says, when you work out, you subject your muscles to stress, work hard enough, and some of the muscles fray and break. And in the hours and days after your workout, your body repairs those broken fibers, laying down extra reinforcement to protect your muscles against similar stress in the future, right? You're building your muscle. But guess what? We can build our minds too, right? That's the beautiful thing is that not only can we build our body, but we can build our minds. Because remember, all of this is just a set of skills, right? Do the thing and you get the energy and the confidence to do the thing. Repeat the same exercise session a few days later and continue that process for weeks or months and you'll be measurably stronger, faster, and more muscular. Your muscles are better able to handle challenging loads. You know, I was at the 
the gym this morning on the treadmill and I am not a fan of running, although I've been running consistency, consistently rather since last September. And my base pace on the treadmill is about a 4.5, four and a half miles an hour. Um, and I'm increasing my base pace steadily up to about <clears throat> five or five and a half, sometimes six. And then I'm pushing myself, my push pace and my all out pace has increased as well, simply by doing the thing over and over again, right? The compounding effects is you've heard me refer to them as do the thing, you get the energy to do the thing, but you're also building your mind and body to be more resilient, stronger, better, faster, right? Stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking about more of this movement for the body and mind and what you can do to build your resilience. We'll be right back. A complete solution for your joint pain is here and without surgery. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damage, restoring normal function, even walk out the same day. It's the only treatment center in Illinois offering a one-year guarantee for this procedure. Trust the thousands of patients who got their life back. Call us today or visit thecifhw.com. Everyone. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. So I started the show asking if you consider yourself to be someone who's resilient and what the heck does that even mean? Well, just to shorten it, everydayhealth.com defines resilience as, quote, the ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from difficult life events. And Merriam-Webster defines it as the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress. So we've got two definitions. One is physical resiliency. The other is mental and emotional resiliency. So that's what the show is designed to help you do, is build your physical, mental, even spiritual resiliency. So if you missed any of the show, I want you to check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check us out online at www.thecifhw.com or Facebook facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW. If we can help build your physical, mental, or emotional resilience, give us a call 630-980-1400. We've got some great uh, therapists here. We've got some great physicians. We've got some great physical therapists or rehab techs. We want to make sure that you're in a position to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally. So give us a call. We are accepting new clients and patients 630-980-1400. So diving back into resiliency then, I'm reviewing an article by certified strength and conditioning specialist, Andrew Heffernan. So we're talking about the importance of movement and exercise in getting uncomfortable, stretching your body, because physical movement absolutely not only benefits the body, but the mind as well. So the author goes on to say, you know, your bones are stronger and less likely to break. Your body is better able to clear waste products from your muscles so that burning feeling doesn't come on as quickly or acutely. Your heart pumps more blood more easily so you don't get as winded. Your nervous system is more efficient so movement is smoother and easier. That is resilience at work and it's woven so completely into our physiology that it continues to function in old age, right? Research has shown that, um, that non-Ajarians get predictably stronger and fitter from a consistent exercise routine. Quote, if there's a fountain of youth, it's regular exercise, says uh, uh, geriatrician Edmund Liu, MD. He says, it enhances the function of the cellular, metabolic, and organ systems in the body. This includes the immune, the vascular, and nervous system, translating into better movement, cognition, and emotional stability. You want one of the, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want one of the best ways to stave off Alzheimer's and dementia, move your body. Challenge your mind. Move your body, challenge your mind, okay? And reduce that sugar, of course. So how do we do this? Well, the first way, let's start by talking about finding your strength. Uh, you've heard me say um, we need both cardio and strength training. If you want a long life, cardio. You want a quality of life, strength training. But you need some of both, right? We want to live long and prosper. So let's talk about strength training. The author says lifting weights can be a powerful way to foster resilience because it involves believing in oneself, says clinical social worker and trauma specialist Mariah Rooney. She's the founder of 
Trauma-Informed Weightlifting, a program that teaches fitness professionals how to use resistance exercise as a tool for overcoming mental health challenges. Quote, for some folks who've experienced trauma, the body can be a scary place to be and connect with, she says. But weightlifting can be one way of engaging our bodies that allows us to expand our window of tolerance and have powerful experiences of agency and strength when perhaps our bodies have been the holders of our painful experiences, end quote. At the same time, the progress many lifters experience offers encouraging evidence that growth is possible and that effort yields results in the gym as well as in other areas of life. Quote, weightlifting fosters self-trust, says Rooney. Every time you approach the barbell, there's a quick question, can I do this? Will it feel good? Do I feel safe? And every rep becomes an opportunity to learn to listen to and respond to ourselves in more attuned ways. Let me just pause there and say, I was at the gym this morning and we were doing, uh, it was a, a strength and endurance day. And before we got on the treadmills for our endurance part, you know, the floor had some, some strength training exercise. And there was one where we had to, you know, take two, dumbbell, uh, two dumbbells, 10 to 15 pounds or greater, lean back on, uh, on a box, do a chest press, you know, uh, an inclined chest press raise up using our core, right? So we were strengthening our abs, stand up and then do an overhead press. And I thought, holy smokes, this is getting harder and harder. Can I do it? And I went on to remind myself that my body is going to follow what my mind says. So my mind said, do one more rep, do one more rep, do one more rep, right? So it is in part about trust. Can I do this? The author says, as we accrue more successful lifts, our capacity to grow from stress is reinforced. And again, not just physical stress, mental stress. Because by the time I was done with that particular set of exercises, obviously I was relieved because it was challenging. But I was proud of myself. And the mental stress of doing it during the exercise was over. So I felt especially good, right? And I know my body's going to recover better, faster, stronger, right? So author Rooney has discovered that those little weightlifting triumphs can be an empowering metaphor for people struggling with psychological burdens. Quote, the physical strength they build translates into a greater sense of efficacy in their relationships and other aspects of their lives. All right, I have to ask, how many of you have experienced this? When you're moving your body, when you're exercising, when, whether you're just getting back into a routine or you've been exercising regularly, don't you always feel really proud of yourself? Don't you feel great? And honestly, haven't you noticed that you're more confident in other areas of your life? I know I sure have, right? I've, I, it's, it's just something that we experience to build resilience. So a key to training for resilience is to stay flexible and tuned in. Quote, it can be helpful to adjust a routine, even throw it out altogether when necessary, Rooney says, particularly when our bodies are letting us know that we need something different. She suggests that people seeking resilience take one step beyond the fitness axiom, listen to your body, to pay attention to your emotional and psychological state too, okay? You do need to challenge yourself. The truth is, if, if we're getting, you know, technical here, your workouts are 50, 50 percent less effective after four to six weeks if you're doing the same routine. So you need to mix it up, okay? So find your strength in strength training. Learn to challenge yourself. Learn to trust yourself. But you also have to find your breath because resistance training isn't the only physical path to greater resilience. Quote, the instructive discomfort, end quote, of an asana practice can help you get there, says yoga and martial arts instructor Stephen Schilling. You can confront that discomfort in one of two ways. Draw away from it or breathe through it and accept it. That's what allows you to endure, Schilling says. The discomfort doesn't necessarily go away, but you learn that it won't break you. You discover that you can live with it to a greater extent than you thought. So contained within that simple process, breathing through discomfort is a powerful life lesson. Practice yoga long enough and you can learn to manage your response to life's disappointments and worries. Quote, your time on the mat gives you a reference point, he says. You can say, I got through my workout this morning. I can get through this, end quote. So cardiovascular exercise can produce a similar effect. In addition to improving circulation and strengthening your heart and lungs, steady state cardio, jogging, cycling, vigorous hiking, encourages deep steady breathing, which helps stimulate stress relieving, 
parasympathetic rest and digest system. Okay, you know, that's one of the ways I've been able to increase my, my, my base rate, you know, my push pace and my all out pace on the treadmill is by regulating my breathing. You know, it's interesting that the author is talking about yoga and yoga at its, in its true form is a spiritual practice that helps the body, right? A spiritual practice that benefits the body, certainly benefits the mind as well. So two ways to build resilience, movement for your body and mind, find your strength, find your breath. When we come back, we're going to be talking about finding your intensity and how finding your intensity will help you build mental, physical, and emotional resilience. Then we're going to dive into some of this emotional and psychological resilience. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. We will be right back. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400 or visit us online at thecifhw.com everyone welcome back to mind over matters i'm your host you're listening to today's show keys to building a resilient mind and body if you've missed any of the show you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station or you can check us out online at thecifhw.com again the C-I-F-H-W. You can also check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the C-I-F-H-W. Also tune in in my, uh, my Facebook lives. Right now I'm kind of sharing some tips, tricks, and strategies, uh, as well as some struggles, not going to lie, uh, for my 90-day transformation challenge. I've had a lot of people decide to join me on that 90-day transformation challenge. It's not too late for you to hop on that train. Uh, it's really about challenging your mind as well as doing something to challenge your body to build your self-confidence, build your mental toughness, and guess what else is going to build? Your resilience. So definitely uh, tune into some of those Facebook Lives. Also on Thursday, we've got our wellness webinars every Thursday at 6 p.m. on Facebook. You know Whether we're talking about regenerative medicine and what you can do to actually uh, reverse and dare I say cure many chronic health conditions with regenerative medicine and uh, overcoming depression and anxiety with transcranial magnetic stimulation, uh, how to successfully treat and even reverse autoimmune conditions. Yes, that is possible. These are some of the wellness webinars that are replayed on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central. So make sure that you tune in. And if there's a way that we can help build your body, mind, or spirit, Give us a call, 630-980-1400. We are accepting new clients and patients. You know, we work with uh, people remotely, uh, certainly uh, doing telehealth as well as in person, you know, and it's not limited to the Chicago area as well. We, uh, we offer uh, treatments and, and, and uh, coaching for our local, national, as well as international clients. So if there's a way we can help you become your best, definitely reach out. One of the ways you can help yourself become your best, though, is learning how to create a resilient mind and body. And one of the ways to do this is through physical exercise. So in, re in reviewing an 
article by certified strength and conditioning specialist Andrew Heffernan. You know, here sharing with us the benefits of strength training and how that affects our mental and emotional as well as our physical resiliency. So he talks about finding your strength and the importance of strength training, but also about finding your breath, right? Now we got to talk about how to find your intensity. Because the truth is, high-intensity interval training, often called HIT, which is, you know, the style of workout I do, is another potent physical approach to building resilience. So HIT training, which describes a style of exercise rather than a specific activity, sport, or movement style, can include strength and cardio moves. And by design, HIT workouts are brief, making them accessible to those who are short on time or those who lack the motivation for a longer session. Okay, my HIIT workouts uh, are no more than 45 minutes a day, okay? And, you know, I take a couple breaks in between. Quote, it takes just 30 to 60 seconds of high-intensity physical activity to produce endorphins, right? Those are those feel-good hormones. So HIIT is your in-the-moment resiliency solution. Like, boom, you've just hit the reset button, says author Evans. So here's the thing. When we're at, uh, when my wife and I are at our gym in the morning, we're going to do either a 30 second or a 60 second, you know, push, push pace. We're pushing ourselves in the cardio, or we're going to do an all out. We're just going to go as fast as we can for 30 seconds or 60 seconds. But as soon as you're done, I mean, obviously we're huffing and puffing, or at least I am. If you're really working it, you're huffing and puffing it. Um, but you have time to regulate your breath and recover. But there's always that feel good. There's always those endorphins. And yes, that builds physical as well as mental resiliency. Okay. The author says then when you string together these short bursts of activities for 10 or 20 minutes, and over time string together these short workouts, you increase your level of fitness and raise your threshold for stress. Another advantage to hit, it's a key component in helping you to develop what exercise physiologists called metabolic flexibility which refers to the body's ability to burn both carbohydrates and fat as fuel and to switch easily between them because it depends primarily on carbohydrates for fuel. It greases the wheels of your carb-burning metabolism so that your body can clear starches from your bloodstream quickly and easily, right? We want to, want to burn those carbs, want to get that going. A 2017 study showed that just six workouts, each consisting of four to six 30-second bike sprint intervals separated by four minutes of recovery over a two-week period improved glucose metabolism in diabetic and pre-diabetic men and women by 25%. Isn't that great, right? Over just, you know, um, uh, six workouts. That's it, six workouts, right? A four to six 30-second bike sprint intervals. You, re you, you became 25% better at regulating your glucose metabolism. That's crazy. The author goes on to say, um, strength trainer Nelson recommends perform performing your HIIT workouts and strength training workouts on alternating days, doing each about three times a week. This doesn't have to be complicated to be effective, he notes. Get on a piece of cardio equipment and go more or less all out for short periods, right? That could be fast walking. It could be uh, a jog, if you're not used to jogging, it could be, you know, on an elliptical, it could be on a stationary bike, it could be on an outdoor bike, doesn't matter. Short bursts, okay, 30 seconds. The author goes on to say, if you prefer body weight moves on traditional cardio, um, trainer Evan suggests making a list of five to 10 exercises, grabbing a deck of cards and pulling a card every round to dictate how many reps to perform. Uh, Evans, again, who is a certified personal trainer, has developed a training tool called Hit the Deck, a set of 35 exercise cards along with a programmable interval timer. So you can check that out online. The author goes on to say whether it's cardio or strength, as long as it's making you uncomfortable, it's making you more resilient. And if high-intensity work simply isn't for you, don't stress about it. The same 2017 study showed that steady-state training meaning longer workouts performed at a lower intensity, could also improve glucose metabolism, suggesting that either approach is effective when your goal is tuning up your carb-burning engine. Okay, So, resilience workout. Okay, um, um, I'm going to encourage you to go to experiencelife.com 
and check out the resilience workout that's identified in this article by certified strength and conditioning specialist Andrew Hefferman. But I also want to set the stage to talk more about mental and emotional resilience. And I'm just going to tell you, I have found that when there have been periods of time in my life when I've gotten out of the habit of regular exercise, I can absolutely say unequivocally that my stress levels go up, my sleep is affected, and it's more challenging for me to deal with the day-to-day -day stress, certainly even the out-of-the-ordinary stress. But when I find that I'm back in the gym on a regular basis and becoming more resilient physically, more, more strong physically, I'm much more confident in my everyday and I adapt and I'm much more adept at dealing with the stress. So I know firsthand that that, that, that physical exercise is building my resilience as well. So what I want to do now is then kind of switch gears and talk about how you can start to build your more so of your physical and, 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 and mental and emotional resilience. And there are specific resilience skills I'm going to share with you from some various experts when we come back from the break. But stick around. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris. Nuon, we're going to get you set up to be stronger, better, and faster. We'll be right back. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA-approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400 or visit us online at thecifhw.com. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris. No, and you're listening to our show today, Keys to Building a Resilient Mind and Body. If you've missed any of the show, you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check us out online. It's www.thecifhw.com. We post a replay of the show under the media tab. Or you can follow us on Facebook. In fact, I'm going to ask that you like us and follow us on Facebook. Appreciate that. Not too proud to ask. Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook, though, as well. We always post a replay on our Facebook page. It's w or excuse me, facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW. If we can help you become more physically, mentally, or emotionally resilient, give us a call, 630-90-1400. We are accepting uh, both medical uh, clients and patients as well as uh, mental health and resiliency clients and patients, 630 -980 also, check us out on Facebook, following my 90-Day Transformation Challenge. I would love to have you join me on that 90-Day Transformation Challenge. I'm going to give you tips and tricks and strategies, share some of the challenges, as well as the triumphs. And uh, props to all of you who have joined me so far. I am really proud of you. So we're talking about building resilience, right? Keys to building a resilient mind and body. And we, you know, focus a lot on today's show about the benefits of physical exercise, especially high-intensity interval training workouts and how that builds mental as well as physical resiliency. But I want to spend a little bit more time talking about emotional and mental resiliency, right? Because the truth is nobody escapes life without trauma and adversity, right? Even those people that seem to have it completely all together all the time, they experience loss and disappointment and stress too. And the truth is, as I've said, stress is never going away. So our challenge is to become resilient enough and adept enough at adapting to stress that we feel a sense of competence 
and confidence that we can deal with no matter what life throws our way. So there are seven resilient skills I want to share with you from child pediatrician and human development expert, Dr. Ginsburg. Actually, Dr. Ginsburg proposes that there are seven integral and interrelated components that make up being resilient. A sense of competence, a sense of confidence, connection, character, contribution, coping, and control. Right? So let me repeat those. The seven integral and related components that make up being resilient, competence, confidence, connection, character, contribution, coping, and control. And these are skills. Remember, I said everything is a skill. Whether you're building a muscle, right, breaking it down because you're getting uncomfortable and then building it up over time, or building your level of competence, confidence, connection, character, contribution, coping, and control, these all come about as a way of dealing with stress. So um, three characteristics of a resilience. Research shows that highly resilient people tend to possess three common traits, acceptance, purpose, and flexibility. So let's talk about acceptance. It's important to realize that there are some things in life that you're just going to have to accept. You know, the Buddhists say, you know, don't push the river. You know, some things you're just going to have to go with the flow. And when you stop resisting the things you can't change and you learn to accept them and deal with them differently, that helps you develop a sense of mental and emotional resilience. Also, having a sense of purpose and direction in your life develops a sense of resilience. So a big part of my why, my purpose and direction, is to help transform lives through restoring health. We've got a big agenda ahead of us. Uh, one of the big goals at our practice at the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness is to solve the opioid crisis. We want to get as many people off opioids and other prescription medications as possible through natural, safe, effective treatments. That's my purpose. That's my direction. And that purpose and direction helps build a sense of resiliency, especially, you know, having to navigate the health care landscape that's always changing, right? There are disappointments, there are disappointments, frustrations, challenges that come with that. But that leads to this third characteristic, flexibility. When you teach yourself to be flexible, that allows you to, you know, really be much more nimble. It allows you to better able to be better able to, you know, arrive at the level of acceptance, realize what you can't change, and then create a new course or new direction to get you to where you want to go, to what those goals are. So acceptance, purpose, and flexibility are three characters of resilience, okay? So what are some of the ways, though, that you can show resilience? Well, there are 10 key things you can do to develop your resilience. First is learn to relax. Right, because a body that's always in a constant state of stress is a body that's set up to break down through disease and overwhelm. So, key ingredient number one you can do to build that mental and emotional resilience: learn to relax your body, especially after a workout. We talked about working out as a way of building physical and mental resilience in the earlier segments. Well, learn to relax your mind. Learn to relax your body. It's okay. And then practice thought awareness. Psychologists call it uh, metacognition, thinking about what you're thinking about. So practice thought awareness because you, it, when you realize you're having negative thoughts, that's your opportunity to turn them around, okay? Edit your outlook is the third key to developing resilience. Learn to look at things through, you know, uh, glass is half full perspective. And then learn from your mistakes and failures, right? The truth is we make mistakes and failures all the time. I'm always making mistakes. I'm not immune to failure at all, but I choose to learn from them because learning from them helps build my level of resilience. And you can do that too. And then choose your response, right? Life is full of curveballs, right? Life is full of stress. But as I said in the opener, you get to choose. Are you going to triumph over that stress or are you going to succumb to it? Because it's your choice. But if you choose to stay, you know, on the pity potty, your life is really going to suck. Okay, so choose your response to stress. And next, maintain your perspective. Put things in perspective. A lot of times we have a tendency to catastrophize things, but step back, become aware of your thoughts, check what your outlook is, choose how you're going to respond because that's going to help you to maintain a better, more balanced perspective. And truly, set yourself some goals. 
whether they be exercise goals, whether they be goals to clean up your diet, whether they be goals to be more efficient at work, set some goals and work steadily towards them because believe it or not, you will achieve your goals if you give yourself you know, long enough to do that, right? Persistence, patience, being tenacious, you'll achieve your goals and that builds resiliency. And then build your self-confidence. How do we build self-confidence? By getting uncomfortable. Getting uncomfortable, realizing that even if we make mistakes along the way, we're learning as we go, that's going to create that sense of confidence. Because remember, I said the seven resilient skills, confidence, competence, connection, character, contribution, coping, and control. And we can do this by learning to relax, practicing thought awareness, editing your outlook, learning from your mistakes and failures, choosing your response to stress and situations, maintaining a balanced perspective, setting some goals for yourself and working steadily towards them, which all help build a sense of self-confidence. So, hope that has been helpful to you. Um, would you describe yourself as a resilient person? Yes, no, right? You get to, you get to choose. Remember, Resilience is the ability to recover from difficult life experiences and setbacks, to adapt, move forward, and sometimes even experience growth. An individual's resilience is dictated by a combination of things. Um, yes, our environment plays a role. Yes, our personal history plays a role. Situations play a role. But more than that, it comes down to how you're going to choose to respond to those stressors. And you should, and I, I know I, I don't like to use the word shoulds, you should strongly consider making physical fitness a part of your everyday routine because that is going to lead you to feel a sense of mastery over your body, a sense of competence over, you know, things. Uh, it's going to help you to feel more confident and certainly it's going to build your resilience. Okay. So think of some of the people you know that are resilient. You know, look for some people you want to emulate. You know, maybe it's someone you, you know, admire. Um, but look for people that really demonstrate a good resilience. And, and, you know, and if you need to work on yours, we're happy to make an appointment with you. Just give us a call, 630-980-1400. Um, remember, we're not born resilient. It's a set of skills that we have to learn, right? And, and, and the, the more you get uncomfortable and stick with that, the more mental, uh, mentally tough you become, the more resilient you're going to become as well. So, again, if there's a way we can help you on your journey to health and wellness, if there's a way we can help build your sense of competence and confidence and resilience, definitely give us a call, right? Because you, as I said, one of the goals is for you to live a happier, healthier life. And, and you can do this. Again, so just to recap, get uncomfortable, move your body, make regular exercise, especially high-intensity interval training, part of your workout. It doesn't have to cost you anything but a decision and some time and effort. And then practice ways that you can set goals, change your outlook, and really put things in perspective. And that's going to help you build a sense of physical and mental confidence and resiliency. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuan.